I am so excited to tell you that I'm finally reopening the doors to my Partnerships Masterclass course, which is absolutely everything you need to confidently build successful partnerships. And successful partnerships unlock an entirely untapped revenue stream for your business through sponsorships, while collaborative partnerships can see you reaching hundreds of thousands of potential customers without monetary spend. So they have the power to both make you money via a whole new revenue stream for your business and save you money with your marketing activity, which is so awesome. I have run this course quite exclusively in the past with really small cohorts of business owners, agency owners, and marketers. So I would say it's incredibly valuable if you're one of these three types of fabulous people looking to build a partnership skill set and revenue stream, or you're looking to offer partnerships as a service to your clients. This course is the most accessible way you can work with me personally as well. And while you have a lifetime access to the course content and obviously lifetime access to the skills and relationships you build as part of this course, you're also really not thrown in the deep end at all because I keep the cohort small on purpose so that you get that mentorship and support from me throughout the whole thing. So we're going to get you so excited about the opportunities ahead for your business, super clear on your growth strategy and how you're going to build meaningful and pivotal relationships. It's going to be so good. And doors open on the 11th of August. They're only open for 10 days though. So make sure you're on the wait list so that you don't miss out. We're actually kicking the cohort off on um, August 22nd. So immediately after the doors open, pretty much <laughs> the course begins and the doors are closed again. So you want to be on that wait list so that you don't miss out. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can access that. And you'll also nab some wait list bonuses as well if you're on there. So I can't wait to see you there. Uh, thanks so much for listening and I'll let you get into the episode now. Hello and welcome to Stop, Collaborate and Listen. We are a podcast about marketing, collaboration and business and we're brought to you by Collabasaurus.com, the matchmaker for brands. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Stop, Collaborate and Listen. I'm your host Jess Rufus and today we are talking about all things Instagram worthy. (laughs) So, and how to make your business more Instagram worthy. Um, If you've been living under a rock, Instagram has over 500 million daily active users and 75% of people take action after seeing a photo on Instagram. So, If you're a brand and you can etch out a significant space on Instagram and have people share your brand around, as well as coupling it with an amazing follow-up brand experience, you basically have the potential to seriously increase sales. So in this episode, I've got four tips for making your space, your brand, your product, your event or activation more Instagram worthy. Because at the end of the day, investing in this essentially gets you a bunch of free advertising in a digital version of word of mouth. You know, social media is just the digital form of word of mouth these days. Um, And you'll get content created by fans, which is hugely valuable in itself. It's a whole lot of free content. You'll also get exposure to their friends, so free advertising, And you'll build advocates, which is actually one of the most powerful marketing mediums, you know, word of mouth marketing and advocacy, having your customers really advocate for your brand. So creating Instagram worthy experiences are so worth investing in, in my opinion. I think a lot of people get really turned off by how expensive pulling together a brand experience or activation or event may be. 
However, if you frame it in you know, the lens of it's a marketing investment, that could potentially get you content advocates and exposure to a whole lot of people, then it's absolutely worth the investment, I think. So without further ado, let's get into four tips. Okay, tip number one is to identify the type of activation or experience you want to create around your goals. So there's so many different types of brand experiences out there. Um, the, the few that I'm going to touch on today um, are activations, influencer events, retail experiences, um, museums and exhibits, as well as just the regular brick and mortar space that you may have as a business if you're a physical store. So the first one is activations. And an activation is essentially like, you know, when Visa, this happened to me a couple of weeks ago, when when Visa set up outside Manly Wharf um, with free coffee, basically anyone who downloaded the Apple Pay app with Visa got a free coffee on Visa. So that was a really great activation. You know, everyone's in Visa t-shirts. It was really inviting and done really well. Um, a similar example of this is GoTo Skincare. They had a big pink truck and they did a bit of like a road tour Um around uh, some major cities and they set up and they also gave away free coffee with really cute Instagram worthy messages on the cups as well as a whole lot of free samples as well. So that's an example of an activation and that could potentially work for your brand. The second one I'm going to talk about is influencer events. So if you've ever seen things like Revolve does this really well, Revolve is a clothing brand and they usually take, you know, a couple of influencers, set them up in some ridiculous mansion, you know, in some exotic location, put on dinners and experiences and have everyone decked out in Revolve clothing while they're at it. I think they do this really well because they're creating such an experience that it's almost impossible not to share <laughs> from the influencer side. But influencer events are far more exclusive they're not open to the public it's very invite only and people can be usually it's publicists and things are quite selective with who comes along the third one is retail experiences so I love this one and Glossier is one of the best brand examples of this it's essentially free there's no cover charge for the customer they go in and it's just a really decked out amazing retail shopping experience that's quite interactive that's quite instagrammable in its own right and that can take into things like colors positioning outfits of the staff members it really that end-to-end -end experience if you've ever been into a glossier store you will know what I'm talking about and if you haven't been go check out anything tagged with glossier on Instagram there's things like you know quotes on the mirror that so many people take that iconic photo of themselves standing in front of that mirror that says something like you look great today or something like that the next one is museums and exhibits. Uh, so there's things like the Museum of Ice Cream, which was one of the first, you know, in this sort of wave of creating these cool, very uh, curated for Instagram type experiences, often have different rooms um, and sets set up. Another good example of this is Sugar Republic. If you've been to that one on top of Maya in Sydney, that's another example of a museum and an exhibit. These typically have like a cover charge. They'll charge $30 to get in or something like that. And then pretty much the whole idea of them is to take photos or to have people take photos at the exhibition, which I have plenty to say about these um, further on in the episode. 
And the last one is the brick and mortar space itself. So if you have a shop or a salon or a clinic or something like that, you can, or a cafe, particularly if you're in the food space, you can basically build things around Instagrammable elements. So Kettle Black in Melbourne, that is a great example of this. I went to Kettle Black in Melbourne when I was in Melbourne, purely because I saw so many Instagram posts that were absolutely beautiful from that cafe. And they did everything from the decor through to styling the food with a whole lot of, you know, beautiful edible flowers and things like that. They really thought about the Instagrammable elements. Another example of this is Cezanne in New York or Cezanne in New York. I'm not sure how to say it properly. That's like an apartment, a French apartment style store. So it's a clothing store that has like a little cafe element to it as well, which is again, being so styled to be on brand and very Instagram worthy. So tip number one is to pick a type that suits your goals as a business and that would that can very much vary depending on the type of business that you're in but definitely consider things like activations like influencer events retail experiences museums and exhibits or the brick and mortar space that you have ownership of tip number two seems obvious but it's actually deliver (laughs) so work backwards from the outcome that you want to achieve. The podcast that I recently listened to that gave me the idea for this podcast is the Why Do You Push That Button? Um, And it's on a similar topic. They basically spoke to Zanib from Spotify, who basically said that experiences and brand sort of activations and things can often be a real hit or miss. She, as part of her, she has a bit of an influencer profile. She attends quite a lot of these things. And so she has absolutely experienced so many amazing ones and so many bad ones. And she really retold the story of her experience at Wonderworld, which advertised itself as an immersive exhibition that invites to the realm of fantasy at the historic studio of Andy Warhol. And it was $20 to get in. And that sounds amazing, right? And I think all of the photos on social media looked amazing, which is what drew her to the exhibition. And then she said it was absolutely underwhelming, one of the worst experiences that she had. So the floor was dirty. The installations could have been whipped together by herself. It smelled terrible. There was really bad lighting. There were lines to take pictures all that kind of stuff. So this kind of leads me to my point that it can't just be about the picture. It can't just be about the Instagram thing. I recently went along to an exhibition as well and I was so underwhelmed by the experience. Everything was very kind of cheaply put together. There was bad lighting. There were noises. There wasn't the right vibe and stuff around. It was totally weirdly set up. But, you know, people were taking photos, weirdly, without having a great experience, which I found really fascinating. And I'm going to dive into that in just a second. But it, if you're building a brand experience, it absolutely can't just be about the picture. It should be about the experience and then the picture can come afterwards. And this is because consumers are way savvier than ever. And while three years ago you could put in, you know, a plant wall and instantly make a space Instagrammable, these days we are far more picky with what qualifies as a worthy picture. 
So this second tip is all about delivering on a full, well-rounded experience with story, with value, with talkability about it, and then work backwards to understand how to make it visually stunning enough to make it photographable. I wrote photographable and I'm hoping that's that's a word. <laughs> okay, tip number three is that taking the picture should be easy. And what I mean by this is to consider things like lighting. Lighting is really important. So is vibe and vibe takes into account um, lighting, but also things like music and how many people are around, what the ambience is like. Um, is anyone encouraging you to take pictures? What, you know, what's the feeling? Is it, is it really easy and comfortable to take the photo? And then where and who are the people staffing the event and how are they interacting with you? Another thing that's really important is like settings and variations on one shot. They're all important as well because people don't really want to share the same picture as everyone else on Instagram. I know, you know, as humans, we're very sheep-like in that we like following the crowd, but at the same time, we're all very set on being quite individual, particularly on Instagram, and we don't want to get that exact same shot that everyone else has got. So how can you create different spaces and variations on maybe, you know, more than one just Instagrammable element that people can share? And the last thing to consider is how many people are in the room at once because it's come very widely reported on so many different activations and exhibitions that the rooms are incredibly cramped, which makes it really hard to get a really good shot and will actually stop people from sharing that experience. A really great example of this done well is, I think it was called the Museum of Colour. I should have checked that before uh, recording this podcast, but we're going to go with that. I think it was the Museum of color basically with this one everyone got a card so they bought their ticket to enter the exhibition and you know there were a whole lot of different rooms with different color themes and stuff everyone gets a card and each room the picture is taken basically for them that card is attached to a email address and a number so within every room the picture's taken automatically for you and then emailed to you at the end of the day which makes it so easy to take photos and really allows you to soak in what it like the the rest of the experience that this brand really wants you to experience Another thing you could take into account is having a photographer there. Having a professional photographer there can really help make it so much easier for the consumer to take photos because then they don't feel so awkward. They're encouraged by a photographer. They'll get that really beautiful high-resolution shot taken by a professional that then they're more you know, likely to share afterwards as well. And again, this totally depends on the type of brand experience or activation that you're running, but definitely consider the fact that taking the picture should be easy. <laughs> so lighting and vibe, pretty much, I cannot stress enough as being the two most important things here. Okay, so tip number four is to unpack the psychology of why people share. And one of my favorite podcasts is actually a podcast about a book <laughs> called Contagion, Why Things Catch On by Jonah Berger. The podcast episode, if you did want to check it out, is from Chartmogul and it's all about word of mouth marketing and it unpacks the six different principles of what makes people share. But I really wanted to kind of 
summarize them very quickly for you um, today to kind of help spark some ideas around why people would share something, particularly an Instagrammable experience. So the first reason is social currency. So that's like aligning with that that is perceived as cool. So lots of people will take photos and share photos on Instagram of something because they want to align with whatever brand it is that is or the experience that is being shared because that is seen as cool. So I mentioned the example before is like Glossier is a very cool brand. It's perceived as, you know, this cult, amazing, cool brand. I can't even talk today. You know what I mean? Cool brand. (laughs) And people want to take photos more of their experience at Glossier because they want to align themselves with such a cool brand. And same thing goes for go-to skincare. Sugar Republic, all that kind of stuff. People are sharing photos because they want to align themselves with that that is perceived as cool. The second thing is surprise and delight. So if people are surprised or delighted by things that they weren't expecting, that is often another reason to share. Um, The third one is because it's visually stunning and how could you not get a good picture? (laughs) That's a really good one. The next one is because it's practical and valuable. So if you have a B2B business or a service-based business, this is, you know, definitely one that you'll want to hero. Um, How can you make something practical and valuable to the point that people People are so wowed and got so much value from it that they're going to share their experience as well on social media. And the last one is emotional connections and storytelling, which is so important. I actually think a really good example of this is the Refinery29 29 Rooms sort of exhibition or retail experience that they run. I think they run every year since their 10th birthday. They basically create 29 different rooms and they collaborate with a different artist for every single room to create a beautiful experience. But because there's 29 different rooms, there's 29 different artists, every room is so unique and provides, you know, a different uh, setting for people to take photos, a different reason for people to share. And it tells stories, which is just so fantastic fantastic and can spark different emotional connections for different people because of all of these different settings and different stories that are being told within each room. So think about how your brand experience inspires and enables people to share through every facet of your brand if you can. And this could be as simple as ensuring great natural light and a fresh paint job in your space through to the wild and wacky installations that people don't expect. You could do all kinds of different things with your brand. It's super exciting. But I hope this gave you um, a couple of tips as to how you could make your business, your experience, activations, uh, your product more Instagram worthy. To run through those tips again, Tip one was to identify the type of experience you want to create around your goals, like your business goals and marketing goals. Tip number two is to actually deliver, work backwards from the outcome. Tip number three is to make sure that taking the picture is really easy for the person who you want to take the picture. And tip number four is to unpack the psychology of why people share. And again, work backwards about how your brand experience actually inspires and enables people to share um, in as many ways as possible. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope to see you next fortnight. And if you haven't already, you should definitely check out collabosaurus.com if you want to find some really great brand partnership opportunities for your business. Collaboration marketing is actually one of the most effective 
marketing strategies to grow a business and they're up to 25 times less expensive than other digital advertising. And in terms of Instagram worthy experiences, you could absolutely team up with a complimentary brand like Refinery29 do every year to create an experience in collaboration with another business. This is really powerful because you double your reach and you're able to achieve so much more on such a tighter budget, which is so fantastic. So if you wanted to check that out, collabosaurus.com is where you go. Um, And thank you so much for tuning in again. We'll see you next time.